Hi, you're listening to The Cardigan, a special series from Selfie, focusing on the intersection of psychology and self-care. I'm Kristen, a licensed therapist, a skilled catastrophizer, and mom of four. And I'm Matthias, a licensed therapist, side-eye aficionado, and a dog dad. We're going to be taking your mental health questions, chatting about our own journeys, and looking at psychology in the media. We hope you learned something about yourself, the people you love, and the world of mental health and maybe laugh a little along the way. So go grab some tea and your favorite cardigan and we'll meet you on the couch. Hey guys, well, today we are going to take a listener question about what happens when your kids get older and they stay up super late and you're a person who cannot relax or function or chill out until everyone in the house is asleep. I could have written this question. I did not, but I could have. So I'm excited to talk about that one. And then um, we're going to be talking about grieving the death of celebrities that we love. But first, I'm going to chat with Matthias about our mental health. Matthias, how has your mental health been going? You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, <laughs> How do we even answer this at this point in this pandemic? Like... I feel like this has just become a pandemic. Right. Pod- like, how can it not? Like, totally. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, it's so hard to even, yeah, to even know how to answer. I, I you know, I think this week for me, <laughs> it, um, yeah, it feels like everyone is getting Omicron. Like, oh, like yeah. the people, <laughs> everyone. I know you have your own stuff to talk about there, but like <laughs> the, the, the people who, you know, I have like been in a quarantine group with for the last two years mm. where we have been so careful. I just found out last night that two of them have it. And yeah. like, I mean, it just feels like those like impenetrable, like safety walls of people who I knew were my safe people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they now have it too. Uh, at this point, it's almost a surprise if you haven't. Right, right. Like it's just, a, it feels like a matter of time for me to get it. Like I I'm know. just waiting. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, waiting for it to be here. So, yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know if I would say it's discouraging, but it also feels, you know, like something is chasing me. <laughs> just yeah. waiting for the inevitable. So. I mean, I feel like it's also just demoralizing. Like, we're here again, you know, with this giant surge. And I, you know, it just felt like, I mean, there was the hopefulness of spring of like, we're all getting vaccinated. It's over. Yep. And then there was the like, you know, the reality check of of summer and early fall, which was like, okay, the vaccine doesn't work the way we thought it would, but cases are still going down. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, okay, so now there's a variant where... The vaccine obviously works because people are not dying if they're vaccinated, but it's just wildfire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 How how about you? How is your mental health? Well, we have COVID in the house. Yep. (laughs) We have COVID in the house. Mm -hmm. So last night, um, you know, they just approved boosters for ages 12 to 15. Right. And- being one of the people that, you know, I got my kids vaccinated the day that they approved it for 12 to 15, mm-hmm. which means it's now been over six months. Oh, yeah. So I have been dying to get my kids boosted. They just approved it because we're really, you know, the science is bearing out that this is going to be similar to the flu shot where six months, you know, after your shot, you need a new one, you know. So I've been trying to get them boosted. I have been struggling to find a place because even though the CDC has opened that gate, 
you know, it just takes a few days for, you know, pharmacies and whatnot to allow it, you know? Right, right. So I was going to take them to a walk-in clinic, the clinic that I found last night that was open till eight, all excited. Um, India has drama practice. I go pick her up and she's like, I'm so tired. And I was like, you know, let's a- – and we're getting notification letter after notification letter from the school. Close contact, close contact. And I'm like, you know, let's go home and let's all take a test before I drive you over to the booster place so that I'm not giving you a vaccine booster on top of having COVID. Because mm-hmm. that seems like it would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what happens, but I know it's not good because they always ask you, you know, do you have any symptoms? Like, you're not supposed to get it while you have COVID. Right. So we all t- test last night. And yes, um, one of my kids has it. No one else. Um, although it might be a matter of time. But I just can't believe that, like, on our way to get the booster. Ugh. <laughs> oh. And we didn't catch it in New York, where everyone had it. Right. You know, she caught this at school. Right. Um, but what's interesting about that, I had been doing some research about masks. And, you know, with Omicron, our cloth masks are really ineffective. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. masks are also ineffective unless everyone is wearing them. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think we avoided it in New York. Because anytime we were indoors – Everyone was masked and most people had on N95s yeah, or the equivalent or KN95, an equivalent. Most people had on, I mean, almost everyone I saw yeah, had on a, a pretty heavy duty mask. But then my kids go back to school and kids are in cloth masks and a lot of them are, are being mask holes. You know, they're keeping them under their nose in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and ironically, I mean, just one of my kids – the the day we tested was complaining about a kid in class not keeping his mask up. So, yeah, I just think schools are it's it's rough going in schools right now for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and what's tough is so we have the kid who has COVID is completely isolated. I'm very fortunate we have a back house that we can kind of re- reshuffle, rearrange everyone. Um, but. The other kids, because they've been exposed, even though they're negative, they can't go back to school. Right. And I'm just thinking these exposures and required quarantines post-exposure are just going to make school insane Mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future. You know, if every single time you're exposed to someone with COVID and everyone at your school has COVID, then you're never going to be able to go back to school, even if you don't have it. I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I'm, right. you know, I'm not saying right. let it be a free for all. I'm just, it's just all baffling. Right. <laughs> like, how it's, are we here again? It's so complicated. I know. And I'm, I apparently at my kid's school, there are 400 kids out today. Holy whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 400. Uh-huh. Wow. I mean, I just, are we a week away from it all going back? To online? I don't know. I mean, <sighs> I, I understand grad schools are very different from, from like, high schools, elementary schools, yeah. or whatever. But, like, we just put everything back online for yeah. our graduate programs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I just feel so – I feel so bad for my kids. I mean, that's mm. the part that is killing me is, like, so, you know, sports just got canceled. 
the cheer competition just got canceled. I'm sure it's a matter of minutes before we hear the play that my sister just auditioned for and is practicing for got get you know. Right. It's just so tough watching their high school experiences be, you know, cut off at the knees. Right. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that that I mean it feels like I mean there's the there's the frustration and the grief around just the pandemic, but yes, all of those other things that are being canceled. I mean, that feels like its own and has been its own layer of grief. Like that's not yeah, new, but to to be back in it again. I know. And I'm not worried about COVID for my kids. My kid who has it has no symptoms. Mm. And two of my boys have already had it with no symptoms and they're all vaccinated. Um, I'm not real excited to get it myself. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I think, you know, my asthma and allergies and nasal issues are not not great. <laughs> I'm mm. one of those people where anytime I get sick, if it's like a nose thing, it's pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I, I we can handle all of that with the vaccine. But I, the school stuff and just the, the unrelenting disappointments, right, is so yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, well, and I knew this would happen, and this is exactly what I said when people were like, "You shouldn't go to New York," and I was like, "We're gonna come home, and then they're gonna get it." <laughs> And that's exactly what happened. So I'm glad I took my New York trip. Yes. Because we would have gotten it anyway. But yeah, for sure, we, um, for sure, it was not from New York because we were a week out and tested clear. Right. After that. Um, I think it's from school. Gosh. Well. Good times. Two two thumbs up. Yes. Let's do two thumbs up. What you got? Well, I got, so, Okay. I know we talk a lot about TV shows and like what we're watching, whatever. So yes. I, I am obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race. And I realize, I mean, people may or may not be in on these conversations. It's problematic. Yes. And I love it. But so new- wait, hang on, though. I want to hear yes. like, what do you love about it? I've never I've never really invested in it. But what do you love about it? Like, is it, you know, is it just the pure schadenfreude drama? Do you feel like it has some heart? Like, Yes, I mean all of the above. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> obviously, it is drama central. Yeah, um, and it, you know it's catering to a specific group of queer people, mm-hmm. and you know it's pretty. But raunchy. do you do you think though? I mean, do you do you think or do you? Because I, I feel like I have a lot of straight so. women friends who love it too. Yes, absolutely. But I think I think I don't. I mean, I don't know. But I I still feel like they're making it for for a specific group of queer people just with like. <laughs> the the jokes that are in it the yeah. language that's in it like I mean, yeah. it's obviously not exclusively for that group of people and, yeah. and i do not believe that it, we should make it exclusive <laughs> and like it, it just feels like so queer centered yeah. which is you know something like that that doesn't happen in a lot of tv shows and yeah different I, from like queer eye which to me has you know, is for a straight audience. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Queer Eye feels like such a, a show for straight people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas yeah. Drag Race it is not. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah and so like the drama but it also has a lot of a lot of heart to it and yeah i mean there there's a lot of representation finally <laughs> that hasn't always been the case but yeah finally a lot of representation really beautiful stories you, you mm-hmm. learn a lot about the queens who are in it struggles they've gone through mm-hmm. um i i i really like it, it, it it's fun um but the weird thing about the whole drag franchise is that like every variation of the show is on a different TV network. <laughs> yeah, because it's almost like it gets it gets dropped and then picked up by someone else kind yes. of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I there's like I don't know streaming agreements, whatever. Yeah. But season fourteen just started. It is only available on VH1. And VH1. I know. (laughs) I didn't even know that was still a thing. VH1. Wow. Yeah. And the only way to watch it live is, you know, to have cable, which I don't. I don't have cable. Like I don't know who pays for cable these days. Uh My two thumbs up for this week is an app called Philo. P H I L O. It's it's a. I mean, it's a cable subscription, but it's twenty five dollars a month, which feels. I mean, cable, I think, is expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cheaper, cheaper than cable. Yeah. Right. It's far cheaper than, like, YouTube TV or Hulu TV. Like, and they have over 60 channels, and they're all the channels that I like. Um, so I, I recommend it. I have had it before. I just resubscribed so I can watch Drag Race again. Um, and for people who are kind of wanting that cable experience without having to pay, you know, like, 70 to $120 a month, Philo. 25 bucks. Okay, I'm so glad you brought this up because I have used a cable subscription app before. Yeah. But the one that I used was Sling. Right. Mm-hmm. And Sling, it, it they have all of these different tiers and they don't include everything in all of them. And so they almost break things up so that they force you to pay for multiple tiers. Right. But this, it's all, everything is in one. Mm-hmm. And they have Comedy Central. Right. Now and it works like, like um, on demand. You know, or or do you have to kind of like record the shows that you want to watch? Is that what you do? No, it's it's on demand. I mean, it's like having cable. So you just you know throw it up oh. on your Apple TV or Fire Stick or whatever, and you and you don't have to watch things live. live. You can just watch anything right. that's already aired. You can't. Yeah. So it has unlimited DVR. Oh. So if there's shows that you're wanting and you can just go in and save them, you can watch it live or you can DVR it. And I mean, it's, it's a one-stop shop and they have a ton of movies and other things on there too that are just streaming on demand. Oh, that's and cool. Do they great. have CNN? No. They no. don't have oh, really it. any news networks. Got it. Yeah. They have a, good, a lot of good ones though. Right. It's mostly like entertainment. It's oh, and like, they have Discovery. They have the Discovery suite. Yeah. Which is I nice. do like Discovery a lot. I might have to do this. I was really bummed. We don't have cable and the one bummer is we don't, so we don't have CNN. Right. Or any really live news show. So like we came home New Year's Eve from New York and I wanted to watch CNN because I love Anderson Cooper being made uncomfortable yes. by drunk people. It is. I live for it. <laughs> I live for Anderson Cooper trying to be so professional. Yep. And someone it's else. Oh my gosh. And Andy so Cohen. The, the combination of the two just, there is oh. some schadenfreude that I'm, I just love watching him be so uncomfortable. <laughs> so anyway, but, but you know, we had no way to watch CNN live and I was like, what? This is where it breaks mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm going to try this. Yeah. It's great. I think yeah. the only news channel they have is like BBC. 
<laughs> I mean, I like BBC. BBC's yeah. all right, but uh-huh. it's, it's not Anderson. Right. I right. really love Anderson Cooper. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm with you there. I used to watch a show every single day. Did you? I did. Wow. Every that... single day. Back when we had cable, I would end every day watching Anderson Cooper. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And now I just watch TikToks. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> not, real, not quite the same. That is real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Kristen? Okay. Well, I wanted to recommend a new travel purse I bought um, that I used in New York that I really liked. But I have to kind of back into this and talk about my travel strategy first. Okay. So I travel a lot and I try really hard to never check anything. Yeah. Same. Which means I have, you know, a suitcase, but you know, carry-on suitcases are smaller, especially if they are rated for international travel too. So right. my suitcase, I can never fit everything in it. And then I have an away bag. It's called the everywhere bag. It's like, I guess like a laptop bag, but bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's big. It fits a lot of extra stuff in it, but the bummer is... I can't use it as a purse once I arrive somewhere. Sure. So my constant dilemma is, you know, you can bring on one carry-on and then one personal item. And so the personal item is my laptop bag. And then I arrive somewhere and I don't have a purse. Right. So I needed like a really flexible, small purse, almost like a, you know, like a tote. Uh Uh-huh. So I found a really good one that um, folds down really small. And so then what I do is I just fold it up and shove it in my computer bag. And when I get to my destination, I pull it out. Oh, smart. Yeah. And so this is just, it's just a cheap $12 crossbody bag. It is literally two pieces of fabric sewn together. I probably could have made this myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but who are we kidding? Um, and so then it allows me to have an easy to use purse. And I'll even sometimes while I'm walking through the airport, I'll use it and I'll have, you know, just a wallet, my phone, stuff like that in it. And then I can shove it into my laptop bag before I get on the plane, yeah. even with stuff in it. It's cute. I have and it's cute. Here. It's decent yeah. looking. And someone actually asked me online, like, where'd you get your purse? Which I was like, this, this, this old thing. <laughs> but it is, it's just super simple tote bag, but, but like foldable material. Yeah. Not leather. Cause I was like trying to shove my leather purse into my suitcase and then use that when I would get to a destination. That takes up way too much room. Totally. Right. All right. about efficiency. Yes. <laughs> like I'm obsessed with travel efficiency. That's great. Yeah. If I if I wore a purse, I would totally get that. <laughs> well, if you do, you use like a crossbody. My boys use like crossbody bags. I just use t- literal tote bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny because actually my girls didn't bring uh, purses to New York. Similarly, because they brought their backpacks, and then we got there, and they're like, "How do we carry our stuff around?" So I bought them little <laughs> canvas tote bags, also. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love a good my boys choice. use these like I mean they're literal man purses from Nike. They're like crossbody okay. bags, but they're I just that. they're purses with a navy with a Nike logo on them. Yeah, yeah. That we're going to pretend like are not purses. <laughs> you know, they're manly purses. <laughs> right. Um, 
All right. So let's talk about this listener question. So someone talked about my kids now are staying up until 11-ish and I can't relax until they're asleep and I need alone adult time. Mm-hmm. And I feel this one so much because I functioned much better when I'm a night owl. That's when I relax. And I mean, I was like notorious for when my kids were younger, having the earliest bedtime of anyone. Uh-huh. I put them to bed so early and I had these rules where like, you can read, you can draw, you know, but you like, you can't be in the living room. Right. Which was great because as a result, some of my kids are really good readers. I feel like they kind of learn to entertain themselves, but I would put them to bed at 7 p.m. until they were like 10, 11. (laughs) And then, you know, I had a whole evening to myself and they Mm -hmm. were entertained and they would eventually fall asleep, but I was off the clock. But now my kids are same, are up until like 10, 11 on weekends till midnight. And I can't, I feel like I can't turn off until they're in their rooms. Mm. So then I end up staying up till like one or two. Goodness gracious. I'm too I'm old for Like I go to bed at like nine. <laughs> yeah, you are, are you, a, you're not a night owl. No, but I'm not a morning person either. So yeah, I just... I just enjoy sleep. Yeah. 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 I, wow. I mean, this makes so much sense to me that like, like that sense of like, I cannot relax. <laughs> it's yeah. Like everyone is in their place. Yeah. And, and, you know, off doing their thing. Like, I, 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 I what do you do, Kristen? I know you're like, I have no answer because there is no answer. Right. I mean, One of the things I've been trying is to – I mean, one thing I've tried is whatever I would have done myself, I'll just do with them. And so I'll watch a movie with them. But that doesn't Mm. feel the same. No. And then I've also tried just kind of going up to my room, getting my pajamas on, watching TV by myself or with my partner upstairs Mm -hmm. because I have kind of a – I don't have a living room in my room. I have like a nook, like a TV nook. Mm. Um, But that, again, that requires you have a TV in your room. Right. I don't have a great answer for this one. I I think it's really hard. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I think it's just really, really hard. Oh, another thing I've tried. Actually, I did talk to my therapist about this, and I forgot about this part. He said – that I should try doing alone time stuff during the day while they're at school. Oh, interesting. Which I've never, I have not done because I just really struggle. I struggle with giving myself permission to do that. Well, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like that's even not quite the same. I mean, I mean it's sure, not. alone time out during the day, but like there's something sacred about sacred unwind time that's how it feels like having a house where it's dark and everyone else is asleep is so magical yep Yep. yeah but that is what my therapist recommended he said i should try to find time when they're at school and really give myself time he said you know give yourself an hour where you watch a show you want to watch watch tiktoks like you're off the clock responsible for no one but I, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know growing up, my parents, even through high school, we had like a quote unquote 
bedtime that it wasn't like a you have to go to bed at this time but it's like you have to be in your rooms at this time um or you know like out of the house but like a sense of like by 10 p.m mm-hmm. <laughs> you're in your i mean similar to what you did with your kids of 7 p.m like you can do whatever you want in your room yeah just as long as you're in your room um I, <sighs> yeah and i feel like i can pull that off on a school night yeah but where it breaks down is summer right especially when you know they're all their friends are out and about i mean my boys want to be at the skate park till 10 p.m right so and then they want to like you know hang out longer yep yeah and don't even get me started on the whole curfew thing i mean there's so many times like new year's eve one of my kids went to a friend's house and we picked him up at like 12 15 and he was so mad he's like everyone mm. is still there and i'm like I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to bed with a kid out of the house. No, no. That sounds like an impossible recipe for sleep. <laughs> right? But I think a lot of people do it. That's amazing. I don't know. Sorry, kids. It's not happening in this house. <laughs> it's funny because I actually also asked, I did a poll last week of like, do you allow your teens to go to parties actually we should talk about this in a future episode yes i saw that poll yes because i have a lot to say about it like do we allow teens to go to you know party parties like no parents home everyone's getting drunk and hooking up parties because i was surprised by the responses interesting yeah let's table that one that one come back to to that Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about grieving the death of celebrities. Talk to me about that. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like so, so many people have died. Yeah. Um, And I mean, especially I think Betty White is is the one that I'm thinking of most specifically, but she's not the only person who has passed away recently. And I I think that idea of... how do we grieve someone we never met and yet feel deeply connected to? I, I feel like I see so many people trying to navigate that, like the, the sense of like, why am I so affected by this? Yeah. Um, and yet we are, we can be so affected by it. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think, it's an interesting stage of life, too, because I f- it feels like it's happening more, but I think it's just that I'm getting older. Mm. And so the icons that I watched that were adults on the television when I was a teenager are now at the age and stage where they're passing on. Right. Um, right. And yeah, it does. It, it, it is like a strange grieving, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know... Um, I don't know how we do it well. I mean, I know that I did kind of go down the rabbit trail of just like people sharing memories of Betty White. I watched her SNL again. Yes. You know, and so I think maybe that's a part of it is just enjoying the memories that we do have, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do well, you do? I, well, I think so. I mean, what's coming to mind for me specifically is like when Rachel Held Evans died. Yeah. And um, I mean... I, I knew Re- I knew Rachel, but I had tons of people reach out to me and say, like, I am so sad, but my grief can't be like yours because you knew her. And I, I think my, my response to people <laughs> in, in each of those circumstances was, 
your grief is valid too. Like, mm-hmm. like that sense of like, and I know you you yes. knew her as well, like probably better than me, <laughs> but that sense of like, we have a collective experience yeah. of her and, and of celebrities and like validating like that, that grief is real. Like you yeah. get to grieve the loss of someone in the world, whether or not you knew them, you know, quote unquote, personally, like you had a real experience of that person. Yeah. And it's okay to be sad. Yes, absolutely. I agree. And I think that is looking at Rachel Held Evans, that is such an interesting example of because I did know her. But just watching the way that people didn't even know her were so affected. Right. Um, And it, you know, and I, I feel the same way as you. I would never invalidate another person's grief just because they didn't know her personally. Right. Um, Because she had such an effect on people. And I think that those are the ones that hit harder, you know, when it's someone that we admired whose life, you know, in, in both the cases of Betty White and Rachel Held Evans, like I, I wanted to see more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. You know, they had, I feel like they gave so much and I, and I, Oh gosh, I mean, Rachel dying so young too, you know, like yeah. right. we should have gotten a lifetime of her, of her brain. Mm-hmm. I want, I want a lifetime of her brain. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. Yeah. And I think in that sense that it is easy to kind of qualify or quantify that grief of like, it's not as real because I didn't know that person with any celebrity, but, but I think what I would say is that sense of like, can you grieve as if you did know that person? Mm-hmm. Like, can you, can you give that grief enough weight that you actually allow it to move through you instead of cutting it off, <laughs> pushing it away? Mm-hmm. Let it actually happen. Yeah. Grieve it. Thanks for listening. Just a heads up, we're therapists, but we're not your therapists. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and by making it, we're not rendering psychological or other professional services. If you need therapy, we recommend you track down someone to help. Join us online for more of the conversation in our Selfie Community Facebook group or on Instagram at, at Selfie Podcast. 